Welcome back to 105.9 BKM with Cassandra, Betsy, and Marvin. Your favorite local radio station. Hello today. This is a podcast to discuss women's rights, past and present. So Cassandra, let's first explain to our listeners the rights of colonial women and also discuss how they were treated. Well, Betsy, colonial women were expected to stay in the house and perform duties such as cleaning and taking care of the children, while the men were out working and providing for the family. Right, and most women had an elementary school level education. They were usually expected to marry early on. These women married around the ages of 14 to 20. Women also had no rights and no life outside of their household. Cassandra, did you know that if a woman were to act out in public, their husband would be seen as weak? Actually, I read somewhere that if a woman did indeed act out, her husband had the ability to discipline her through punishment such as beating her. Although most women were seen as inferior to the men during these times, some women held higher roles throughout the different classes in society. That's right, Betsy. Some upper-class women would move on from their past husband and remarry to gain more land and were the only women that were able to speak their minds freely without consequences. As a result, the lower-class women were ignored by the majority of society. As time passed, the opportunity for jobs gradually opened for women. Once women married, they were considered legally dead because they had no rights and had to serve their husbands. Moving up in the timeline now, we will now dive further into the daily lives of women during colonial times. A question many people ask is, what were women's occupation during this time period? Betsy, would you care to answer this question? Of course, Cassandra. I'd be glad to. From the time a woman was born, she began life being controlled by her father and all of the male figures in her life. After she married, her husband then took complete control of her life. If she had any inheritance, it all became her husband's. If a woman did not marry, she was pitied and ridiculed throughout her community. You see, Cassandra, a woman's sole purpose in life is to find a husband, reproduce, and then spend the rest of her life serving him. Women were also not expected to run businesses or to follow professions. They could not vote or hold public office or sit on a jury. That's very interesting, Marvin. Betsy, did you know that they were expected to remain silent and obedient in religious matters? Hmm. I had no clue that the discrimination towards women back then was so severe. I did know that the women first arrived in Jamestown, Virginia in 1608, a year after the founding of the settlement. But a half century later, men still outnumbered women 6 to 1 in colonial Virginia. Wow. Women's lives were filled with difficult challenges, even in peacetime. The daily lives of most women revolved around the essential and arduous labor of farm households. It's important that we as a society are aware of our past mistreatment of women. While men labored in the fields or orchards, women put in long days of hard physical labor in the house and in surrounding yards. It seems to me that the level of work between the men and the women of this time were very different. I agree. In harvest time, women were in charge of preserving food, which had to be dried, smoked, salted, or pickled to get the family through the long, cold days of winter. Also, I heard that all the clothes that were produced were made by women at home. Then when it came to making the clothes, it was not as simple as just sewing the garment. They had to prepare and spin the wool and also dye and weave the cloth. It is also important to remember that women made their own soap and candles for their household. They also had their own gardens with herbs and they made their own cheese and butter and fermented their own cider for beer. So, Cassandra, were women ever able to make money for all their hard work that they did around the house? Yes, Marvin. They were able to earn a little extra money by selling some of their products in their garden. 
So even though women already had so much on their plate with making clothes, taking care of their gardens, and making soap and candles for the family, they also had to take care of their children and husband when they got sick. Women had to balance their day with taking care of their kids and also doing their daily things for the household. So when it came to women and their children, on average, one in 30 pregnancies would end in death because of the unsanitary surfaces that the women were giving birth on. Also, women would have between one to eight kids, and when they found out they were pregnant, they would dread it because of the high risk of death after childbirth. So, on to our next topic, which is jobs that women had as they have began to trade. Women were not allowed to do a lot of things when it came to trading. They were not allowed to work, they were only allowed to work in the marketplace because that was a feminine job. They would handle and bargain over food and cloth. Women have also been regular retails of imported goods, serving as intermediaries between world trading systems and consumers. But whereas the local bazaar or marketplace has often has been seen as a female space, external international trade typically has been dominated by men and seen as a uniquely masculine pursuit. Colonial American women found some compensations to ease their burdens and enrich their lives. That's true, Marvin. Many of the domestic tasks could be shared with other, other women. Many times, groups of neighbors would gather together to do washing, help in the harvest, and also preservation of food. The birth of a child was also an occasion for women to come together. Many babies were delivered by neighbors or female midwives, but not by male doctors. Women spent hours making a variety of crafts. Needlework, rug making, and quilt making were just a few of the many crafts that they had to take under their wing. Despite the belief that women's place was in the home, some colonial women called she merchants ran their own businesses or worked as skilled artisans experimenting with indigo, ginger, cotton, and other crops. In the 18th century, women began to work to claim influence. Women played a pretty prominent role in the religious revivals that took place during the 1740s. This is known as the Great Awakening. Women contributed to the triumph of the American Revolution. They began running farms and businesses while their husbands and sons went to fight for American independence. By the end of the colonial era, many women began to think that it was the time they began to draft their own Declaration of Independence. Since we're talking about women and how they began to stand up for themselves, let's discuss the recent presidential election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. I think it's a big improvement to go from rarely seeing a woman in the community in the 1800s and back then to today seeing a woman in a presidential election. I agree greatly. Speaking of improvement, did you know that as of 2016, the acceptance rate for college is 71.9% for young women and 67.4% for young men? Wow, are you serious? I read that somewhere as well. Women also have more authoritative roles and jobs in today's modern work community. How interesting. Well, well that, that concludes today's podcast from 105.9 BKM. Tune in tomorrow for our opinions on cucumbers and their effects on cats. cats.